1: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Week 16 edition of the Prime Point Show here on Roto Grinders. Uh, Graham is back with us after missing last week. Uh, Jake and I have collected all of our money from our uh, our underdog prop. We got to you guys last week. Hopefully, some of you were able to participate. Uh, the board not as juicy, but we've got some nice picks for you on that later, along with some sports bettings DFS. But Graham, you missed out last week. Hope everything's doing okay. You had to take a, on short notice. You had to leave. Uh, hope all that's going good for you and welcome back to the show man
2: yeah all is well man all is well appreciate you asking um yeah Stafford bags were the way to go last week and you know shout out to you guys shout out to our guy Scott Barrett who took down the uh, the red zone for 25 grand stacking Stafford so it was a uh, it was a Stafford week obviously uh he had Christian McCaffrey as well it was Christian McCaffrey week once again against the Cardinals but um yeah man excited to talk ball with you guys I feel like we've uh We've had a really good year with a lot of our you know, takes, opinions. Brett, you've been uh, on fire with your best this year. I think, uh, I think we've given the people good advice all season.
1: Yeah, I want to give Scott, to uh, a shout-out. Basically, uh, there's a lot of talk in the industry. Hey, play, you're talking this play. Maybe you should play the plays. Well, Scott does that every single week yep. and uh, take, mm-hmm. takes down uh, money. I know a lot of the subscribers over at Fantasy Points uh, do the same thing. So uh, a big uh, congrats to Scott. And uh, definitely backs up what he's talking about uh, in his articles and stuff over on Fantasy Points. Uh, Jake, what's up, dude? We've we've got to try to repeat for the people the Stafford combination. That number was a, a little way too low. I found some that are a little bit uh, too low. I, I, I like to play the overs. Maybe I'm a donkey, but it generally works out. For me.
3: Yeah, yeah. The Stafford number last week was absurd pretty easily underdogs biggest miss of the season and of course they had to change their correlation rules immediately afterwards <laughs> so i imagine we're going to be talking a little bit more prize picks on the show for the rest of the season uh, but, uh, what
1: you are know, you talking about <laughs> <laughs>
3: like graham said it's been a great year excited to get into things i think we got another good week of football ahead of us especially for the holidays
1: yeah still some good plays on underdog didn't like the correlation it's more of a same game parlay on the sports books we've talked about hey one of the reasons you play the fantasy pick sites is because they don't do that now that they have well, a little less incentivized, uh, price picks hasn't done it yet, so we can still play over there. I really like the fix you have, Jake. By the way, I, I tailed you on that. Uh, we'll get some of that a little bit later in the show. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, tar- start off with our takeaways. And Graham, you missed last week, so what are your takeaways from maybe week 15? Anything else on the season? Let's start it off with you, buddy.
2: Yeah, man. Uh, just backing up more Stafford. I mean, obviously, he's just been on an absolute tear. Um, last four games now just shredded the ravens browns and tougher matchups uh it was great again you know last week Uh, i you know rams are just i'm kind of thrown onto the fire but rams are obviously a team i don't think anybody really wants to face in the nfc right now i think they could they could win an nfc Wild Card game easily right now uh beyond that just two running back notes i had obviously from this past week james cook just exploded for 220 scrimmage yards this was kind of building uh, i think you know following the trends you know yes his snap rate has declined but He's getting the ball every single time he's on the field. Uh, Cook is the entirety of the Bills offense. And I have a strong Cook prop later in the show. Uh, We'll talk through. And then just more broadly in the Vikings and Texans backfields, it looks like Ty Chandler is just going to completely take over this backfield. Obviously, he ran hot last week in a good matchup against the Bengals, just absolutely shredded them. But, you know, Alexander Madison has just been so, so bad all year. Madison still isn't practicing this week. So, you know, Chandler this week just looks like another bell cow option and devin singletary has finally taken back over the texans backfield and it'll be interesting to see if they can get cj stroud this back back this week obviously you know texans were you know just the absolute nuts basically in season long for all year uh then stroud goes down singletary last week though 75 percent snap share um if stroud is back i mean obviously it's a tougher matchup against the browns but uh, that backfield is firmly back in singletary's favor and you know, Stroud's back. We can get back in on some Texans and uh, we'll talk through Texans. I think, through the DFS segment a little bit later, too.
1: Yeah, Graham, we've seen, we saw the Jets. They bungled the, you know, once Aaron Rodgers went down, they stuck it out with Zach Wilson. Yeah. But I think we've also seen Minnesota. You mentioned Ty Chandler. They completely. How do you self evaluate your backfield to not see that Ty Chandler actually has juice and Alexander Madison and Cam Akers don't? I mean, that's I... one of the bigger, you know, uh, I would say personnel mistakes of the season right now.
2: O'Connell is sharp, but he is definitely stuck to his guys in the backfield for too long. I think, I think Madison was just kind of his guy and you know, Chandler just never really got the opportunity, but yeah, he looks great now. That's uh, that's for sure. It's it's uh it's week 16. There's always going to be some, some pretty ugly uh, running back situations uh, this season though. I, I think we've actually got some, some pretty strong ones. This is like the strongest ru- I can remember running back being in week 16 um uh, quite some time yeah. it's a really pretty yeah. year, but it's kind of like running back is like actually not bad this week <laughs> again yeah. great again lots
1: of injuries we need the madden we need to turn the injuries off uh that, that's how nfl would be great uh jake what are a couple of your takeaways uh, going into week 16
3: yeah so this might seem a little bold but i'm ready to declare Rasheed rice as the chief's number one pass catcher for the rest of the season over the last two weeks rice's first read target share is six percent higher than travis kelsey's and since week 10 63% of the Chiefs' design throws, plays like screens, have gone to Rasheed Rice. Travis Kelsey has handled just 16% of Kansas City's design plays over that same stretch. I think on a normal team, maybe you could argue, you know, design throws aren't worth a whole lot. But for Kansas City, with the amount of design plays they run inside the red zone, especially inside the five, inside the 10, I mean, that designed role for Rasheed Rice is invaluable. I think he's a clear league winner and season long from this point forward. And I imagine he's gonna remain underpriced in DFS for weeks to come he's only 6500 on the christmas day slate and you know i'm ready to lock him in right now
1: yeah kelsey uh his mind is elsewhere commercials taylor swift
3: uh he's older it's
1: just not it's not really coming together <laughs> i mean if you were i we've talked about this if you were dating the most popular woman on the face of the planet earth would you be that interested in football anymore if you've already won super bowls probably not so let's we'll see where travis kelsey's career goes from here uh, but yeah, I've, I've been a, a little hating on the Chiefs. And I guess that comes to my takeaway is I think we finally have our best two teams in each conference. We've been talking pretty much for a while now on the 49ers, right? This is, they have two MVP candidates and Purdy and McCaffrey, elite receiver weapons, great coach, amazing defense. The 49ers are, are clearly the class of the NFC. We saw the Cowboys uh, sort of falter to the Bills. And speaking of the Bills, I think. With this change to Joe Brady, you're on cook props. And, you know, Brady's even saying, hey, the, the run game, it was working against Dallas. So we just kept going with it. I mean, it's just amazing coaching for a, a coach to be able to do something like that, right? <laughs> to make adjustments in the game saying that wasn't the game plan, but something's working. And gee, guard down it, we're going to keep on trying that same thing that's working. They ran the, uh, I saw, uh, I don't know who it was on Twitter, but they basically ran the same run play like seven, eight, nine times, just picking up 10, 15 yards every single uh, time they were doing it. Uh, just, just amazing that an NFL coaching staff could could do something like that. But we've seen them morph into uh, a very well-rounded offense. They didn't have to use Josh Allen in the passing game. I'm sure Stephon Diggs behind the scenes is probably getting a little bit angry as a as a wide receiver, not getting the ball, not getting all the touchdowns. But it's pretty hard to argue with what their offense is doing since they switched to Brady. Their defense has a lot of injuries, Worked out pretty good against Dallas. I think we have the two clear best teams. The problem is the Bills, man, they basically have to win out and have a couple things happen for them to get into the playoffs. So I hope they do. It'll be an amazing uh, AFC, I think, if they can make it. Maybe face off with the Chiefs or the Ravens. And I think the 49ers are pretty much just going to be able to wax whoever they run up against in the NFC. And I just want to go back to what we were talking a little bit about last week, Jake. on Joe Flacco he he is elite this is this is true for us in dfs we we finally know the answer and i, I don't know if this was in your article uh, i've read a couple of things so far but all, all it took was the deshaun watson injury for the browns to turn into a, a pass first offense they there was talk of them doing that at the start of the season that's what they wanted to do with deshaun watson didn't really work out joe flacco comes in he's slinging it all over the field we've got some props uh, you're going to talk about, I followed you in on those with the Browns, uh, but yeah, Joe Flacco getting it done for the Browns, that passing game looking pretty good, taking shots, uh, lots of ways for the overs to hit on those guys. So just a couple takeaways takeaways uh, from me. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's repeat the order. Graham, this is where we go to our stand segment. Let's tell the people a couple places we're putting our foot down this week.
2: Yeah, there's a prop that I am all over in Bills Chargers. We've just been uh, salivating over the Bills, salivating over this player, and I'm I'm hitting an over on his prop, and we'll talk through that a little later in the show when we get to the betting section. All right, Jake, what's your stand?
3: Yeah, so looking at the main slate, it's a fairly weak slate for you know high-priced running backs, probably running back upside overall, and I think there's one particular backfield duo that really stands out. Um, probably not too hard to guess, but we'll we'll talk about them shortly.
1: Yeah, like that wide receiver very deep uh running back not uh, I, I know graham likes him a little bit but there's just nine games they're giving us all these christmas games and saturday games and thursday games and you know it's it's all over the place i want 16 games on the main slate that's how i like to play uh but there's still plenty to talk about for a nine game slate uh mine is i've got a touchdown prop uh it's a plus money prop for a player that scored in three straight games he's finally healthy and in 2021 this dude scored 22 touchdowns including the playoffs i uh, cannot believe this is a plus money prop after what he's been doing Finally healthy uh, with a quarterback that's slinging it all over the field right now. You're going to want to stay tuned for that one in just a little bit. Uh, before we get to our DFS talk, uh, I need to tell you guys about SimLabs. Uh, it's a new product over here at Rotogrinders. You can use SimLabs to generate DFS lineups through the power of simulation. It combines data from every aspect of the slate to churn out lineups that match your preferences. And in just a few clicks, you can have hundreds of well-built, correlated lineups ready to go for whatever contest type you're playing. Be sure to check out the link in our description for more info. Uh, and if you are a premium subscriber all combo and nfl premium subscribers have access to the nfl sim labs tool uh great for tournaments uh just uh it's a it's a new way to play dfs so we i show you lineup hq a lot when we're kind of going over that was that's what i've used for 10 plus years playing dfs uh and being affiliated with roto grinders uh, and now you can use the sims uh, with the sim labs all right let's talk some dfs we're going to mainly stick to the, the main slate. It's nine games. We'd like people to be able to come on and listen to the show on Thursday or Friday or on a podcast and be able to get to that. So there'll be other content here on Roto-Grinders talking to you about Thursday and the Christmas slate. We're talking main slate. I always like to kick it to Jake first. He writes the article over at uh, Fantasy Points uh, to get an early week look at it. Jake, what's, uh, what's basically the lay of the land? Just nine games. That's 18 teams for those of you that may be mathematically challenged. Uh quarterback. I, 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 I was looking at quarterback. Isn't amazing. There's a couple of plays running back. There's a couple of plays receivers deep. How are you breaking it down?
3: Yeah. So quarterback, I, you know, I think it's pretty interesting this week could obviously make an argument for Justin Fields against this Arizona defense that really hasn't been able to stop anybody. But I think the guy that stands out the most is Joe Flacco. He's only 5,500. He's, he leads the NFL in passing yards per game and he's the QB three by DraftKings fantasy points per game. Plus, this is a pretty decent matchup. Houston is the seventh softest schedule-adjusted matchup for opposing quarterbacks since week 10. I mean, playing Joe Flacco in DFS has worked out so well over the last three weeks. Why get away from it if they're not raising his price? Um, Like I noted earlier in the stand segment, you know, running back... It's fairly deep overall, but there's no one priced above 7,500 this week. No Christian McCaffrey, no Alvin Kamara. So you could argue upside is a bit harder to come across than on a normal main slate. I think both Miami running backs, really stand out as tournament options against the Dallas defense that just gave up 7.2 yards per carry to James Cook. I think Raheem Mostert's going to be pretty chalky. He has played 100% of the teams inside the 10 snaps over the last two weeks, but we know Devon Achan has nuclear upside in this spot as well. Um, At wide receiver, Justin Jefferson at 8,100, I think is really nice. That's his cheapest price tag on a main slate since week one of 2022. He's also playing in the second highest total game of the main slate. Detroit has struggled against outside wide receivers in the last five or so weeks. So Justin Jefferson looking like a very strong buy low spot, just given how low his salary is relative to what we know he's capable of. And then, you know, of course, scroll down a little bit, you get to Garrett Wilson at 5,800, a ton of uncatchable volume for him, but he's still seeing, you know, volume by ex- uh, expected fantasy points on par with guys like CeeDee Lamb keenan allen now he finally gets an outstanding matchup against a washington pass defense that hasn't stopped anybody they've allowed 10 games of 90 plus receiving yards to players who run the majority of their routes outside just like garrett wilson i mean we saw cooper cup score on a play where there was nobody within 20 yards of him i know that garrett wilson hasn't had a ton of great volume come his way not a lot of accurate passes but against washington he's leaving everybody wide open I think he could get there. And it's very rare to see somebody with Garrett Wilson's volume at sub six K in the perfect matchup. Uh, so so he really pops. He'll probably be a very strong value this week. And then, of course, we have to talk about David and Joku since week 10. He has 13 more targets than the next closest tight end. And he's seeing usage by expected fantasy points. That's 20 percent better than the next closest tight end. I think you could argue David Njoku should be considered the tight end one for the rest of the year with Joe Flacco under center. And this week he draws a Houston defense that's been a top four schedule adjusted matchup for opposing tight ends. I think he's going to be mega chalk and rightfully so.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Trey McBride's also going to compete for that. Really hard to uh, to not take a look at what Trey McBride's doing. Uh, A couple of things I want to know, Jake, I'm going to throw it to you and then we'll get Graham's thoughts running back. So I was looking at this sub six K tier and we, they're all the bell cows, they're all just sitting down here because due to injuries. Yeah. Which one of these guys, I'm going to throw four at you, would you like to use the most? We've got James Conner against Chicago. I think that's probably one we're, we're not as interested in, with Chicago being a pretty strong run defense. But we've got, also sitting in this tier, you've got Devin Singletary, who looks like he's commanding close to a workhorse role in Houston now. You've got Ty Chandler against Detroit. And you've got Chuba Hubbard, who's getting 22 carries every single week. But might have the lowest touchdown equity of any running back in history who gets 22 <laughs> rushing attempts in a yeah. game with how horrible this Carolina offense is. Yeah. Which side would you? Ra- who would you rather have here? Because you've got Connor, Chandler, and Singletary. In theory, all of those have tough tough matchups. You've got Hubbard, who has probably the highest workload of any of them, but the the touchdown upside's a little low here. All these guys getting the ball.
2: Who's your Who's your favorite of that quartet?
3: I think yeah. Singletary.
2: I think Singletary, right? It has to be him at fifty-five, right? I was
3: hear? that that was my lean as well. Yeah. Um, you know, he was RB two by expected fantasy points last week, RB five by SnapShare ran a ton of routes as well. Yeah. Uh the volume's been really good. They've been feeding him, especially if Houston manages to get CJ Stroud back. I think uh Singletary's touchdown equity would be really strong. I am curious, Graham. It, I mean, is there a chance Alexander Madison returns and ends up um, you know, working in with Ty Chandler here? Or do you think even if Madison came back, Chandler would just be the guy?
2: Yeah, Madison didn't practice today. He's dealing with a high ankle injury, and it seems like he'll probably miss another week. And even if he doesn't, like if he gets back to like a limited practice later in the week and they, they try to bring him back up, I'd imagine Chandler's still going to play like 65% of the snaps. And still at 5,600, that's pretty strong, especially in this offense that has, you know, decent touchdown equity 47 total in that game too. a uh, really strong total there. Uh, I'm more with uh, Britt on Trey McBride. I mean, I, I hear you on Njoku. He's a really, really strong play at 5,300. But I mean, Trey McBride 5,700 is still like, I would say at least one K too cheap. The volume he's getting with Kyler is just absolutely absurd, certain, especially on a full PPR site, like DK. I mean, you know, he's just a lock for like five, six catches. Uh, so I'm with you on that. I think, I think McBride's still clearly tight end one at 5,700 than in Joku at 53 is, is the, is the play. Uh, I'm, I don't think anybody is going to play TJ Hawkinson this week. And I think that might be a mistake. Uh, Jake, what do you, what's your vibe on Nick Mullins? I know we like Joe jo Flacco a little more, but Mullins kind of gives like Jake Browning vibes from a couple weeks ago when everybody wanted to play Browning with, with chase and Mullins is just 5,300 lines. Secondary has not been good as of late either.
3: Yeah, I'll have to dive in on him a little bit more, but man, yeah. it is really tempting in this awesome game environment. And we know yeah. he's got fantastic playmakers with, you know, Addison, Jefferson, Hawkinson. It's, it's, it's a really great spot for Nick Mullins. Just looking through some of the early week passing props, I mean, Mullins is sitting at 250. He's ahead That's of strong. a lot of quarterbacks that are regarded as significantly better. So uh, it looks like sportsbooks are really buying into him. And, you know, why wouldn't we for DFS at 5300? I, I certainly see the argument.
2: Yeah, I mean yeah. it was ugly last week, but he got to the he got to the bonus. He got three hundred three. I mean, you know, it's. <laughs> I don't think they're going to go back to Josh Dobbs. I think that's that ship has sailed. So yeah, Mullins at fifty three. I think with especially with Justin Jefferson at eighty one hundred. Man, I, I think we're going to see some people get on Mullins. Yeah, I want to talk uh, real quick about the weather last
1: week. Uh, we mentioned it, and it did play out pretty bad in a couple of spots there. I know it bit me. In that, uh, I was big on Atlanta. It sort of bit me in that game because all, all the turnovers and then all the weather, you never want to bet early in the week, even on a spread or a money line when, when there's a, uh, these big weather games. You kind of want to wait a little bit closer. So I'm, I'm really trying to just stick to uh, the games I know there's going to be no weather or indoors, something like that. But the weather looks reasonably good this week for late in the season. I wanted to know uh, maybe in Chicago, there's going to be a little bit of wind and rain. There's going to be some wind in some other games, but nothing like 20 mile per hour sustained with 40 mile per hour gusts. That's not, doesn't really seem to be in the cards this week. So the weather is looking a little bit better. Uh, and I want to note too, the injuries to pay attention to, because I, I wanted to get, you know, I, I wanted to bet this Tampa Bay Jacksonville game from both the Tampa side and the overside, but we're waiting on Trevor Lawrence. We're waiting How do you think the league's handling these concussions? It seems like weeks one through eight, no one's playing with a concussion. And now that it's crunch time, anyone can play with concussion the next week. It's it's almost like that. And there's a couple of them out there. Between Trevor Lawrence, we've got C.J. Stroud another week removed from it. We'll have to see how that plays out. We've got Michael Pittman uh, with an injury. If he's out with a concussion, maybe that sort of we, we get a little bit of uh, a cheaper Colts wide receiver we might want to take a look at. It looks like it could be Alec Pierce, so keep your eye on that. Uh, we've got what the Packers wide receivers got to see, you know, how, how that all plays out. You're, you're gonna probably gonna want to play Aaron Jones. Uh, if AJ Dillon's out from the running back position, there's not really a lot of wide receiver and quarterback productivity against the Panthers this year because they haven't really needed it. But I don't know. Maybe I, I think this might be a game specifically if Christian Watson's out, and let's say Jordan Reed can't suit up you're going to be able to get some value from those Packers wide receivers. So I just want to note a couple injuries to pay attention to. And I wanted to throw, like, wide receiver, Amon-Ra St. Brown, or Justin Jefferson. I mean, I I, I think the, the name, that's going to be a tough choice for a lot of people this week. And I don't think our projections are – I don't even know if they've been updated yet for this week because we do the show so early on Tuesday. Graham, do you have a take between Jefferson and Amonra? Yeah, I think Jefferson with Kirk Cousins, I, I would definitely take – And it's Amon Ra on the road with Jared Goff, but it's in a dome, so I'm not sure if the home road splits apply to it there. Do you have a lean between those two?
2: Yeah, I want both with Nick Mullins and Uh, GameStacks. I think honestly, I think that's where I'm at. That they're both so you know a reasonable price, uh, especially Jefferson. I would lean Amon Ra. I think his base projection is probably a little better, um, especially with Goff. Um, I wanted to, I'm going to look into this for my article, but, um, you know, obviously Vikings are blitzing a ton. I'm going to see what Goff's numbers look like versus the blitz. Um, I would imagine I'm on Ross. It's probably I'm on Ron Laporta's the, uh, the top two targets there. So I'll look into that, but yeah, I think I'm on, probably projects slightly better. Um, and then man, what's, you know, you were speaking about concussions. If, if Pittman gets back, I mean, at 7,400, I know it's a tough spot, but like, you know, I, I think he might project as one of the best values on the slate against, you know, it's a tough spot against AJ Terrell, but if he does get back at 7,400, I, I think Pittman, you can always make he a case. He'll 100% him. get his, what, 11, 12, yeah. 13, 14 targets without question. <laughs> I mean, area. Josh Downs is just like falling out of this offense. They're just rotating their tight ends. I mean, you know, he's going to get the ball. So, yeah, Pittman would be another injury guy to, to keep an eye on at 7,400 on DK a couple cheap wide receivers too.
1: Last week we had a plethora of sub 4K wide receivers you could go to. There are a couple you got. Jameson Williams looking like he's starting to take over more of a role. He's 3,700 for Detroit. That's a, a, another, if I mean, this that game looks like if Madison's out, this is the game of the week to stack up indoors, quarterbacks that I think we know can throw it that have real skill position players to get the ball into the end zone. So Jameson Williams is looking pretty good. Uh, And then uh, who else did I have out here? Oh, yeah, Parker Washington for Jacksonville. Jacksonville's down. Zay Jones, probably. They're probably going to be without Christian. You know, Christian Kirk's not coming back yet. Uh, So Evan Ingram at tight end. But Parker Washington's, what is he, 3,100? I think I saw him down here somewhere. Let's see. Washing. Let's see if I can spell. It's not working for me. But I think he's 3,100. Uh, could be an interesting target uh, if Trevor Lawrence plays. There's a lot of what-ifs on this Jacksonville team, so yeah. just pay attention to those injuries. That's so why I, I really, really, if if I knew Trevor Lawrence was in for this Jacksonville game, and I don't know if he's going to be because I think it's moved in, it's in Tampa Bay's favor.
2: Yeah, it's bucks one here.
1: Yeah, so uh, I really want to bet the over because those are two pass-funnel yeah. defenses, and you can just sling the rock all over both of those teams. Uh, a game I would definitely want to target for an over, but uh, I think I would need... Trevor Lawrence and not CJ Beathard to really take a a big stand on that one. I think you could take a stab on the Buccaneers money line right now. Even Uh, I'm fine with it. Even if Trevor Lawrence, obviously it'd probably get a little bit better odds if Trevor Lawrence is confirmed in, Uh, but I don't know if the line's going to move too much. Uh, I think it's, it's pretty in limbo right now. Anyway, those are a couple early week DFS thoughts uh, from everybody here. Graham, you got anything else or do you want to start looking at some of the tools over at fantasy points?
2: Yeah, let's look at some tools here, Brent. Get into right, some matches for this week.
1: Let's get over here. Let's get you. What did you want to talk about today? You want to talk about the coverage matchup? I've got that pulled up. Yeah, uh, it's actually the, the the
2: receiver cover matchup tool. So all right, right. so let's yeah, see. you can here, hit we'll receiving show, at the top.
1: We'll show everybody there. how to do that. Receiving the wide receiver coverage matchup. Yes, sir. That one. All right. So all That's these me. cool tools uh, are on the data tool set at fantasypoints.com. Uh, very cheap to get access to all of these and uh, outside of the stuff on roto grinders. uh, This is the only other tool that I use basically for my DFS research. Uh, Graham, what are we looking at this week?
2: Yeah, I love it. I have a few notes on Saints Ram. So let's get started on the Saints side. We actually just got some news while we're on the show that Chris Olave is going to play in this spot. So it uh, does change a little bit of the Saints' projection here. Obviously, Terry McLaurin just dropped his best game of the year, six for 141 on the Rams last week. They're starting to kind of give up some production here to these receivers. The one coverage shell note I wanted to make in this game, though, you know, Chris Olave getting back is obviously huge for the Saints' passing offense. It should open up things for Sheed Shahid. I, I kind of want to take some Shahid overs if uh, when they come out. I think I saw an Olave number i'll look for shaheed but uh, in this game rams play a ton of zone and we always like rashid Shahid when uh, he's facing a zone heavy team as you can see in this tool uh, Shahid has a strong coverage grade matchup uh, vis-a-vis chris olave he's actually got the second strongest basically on the team um, and it's for good reason. He's averaging nearly two yards per route run against zone coverages, but that dips to 1.1 yards per route run against man to man. So against Shahid, if you're playing a single game DFS and showdown slates, uh, or you're just taking some props, I do like Shahid in this game. And I, I want to kind of get on Olave o- overs too. I want to see if there's, there's any, uh, that come out on the show since we got this news on the Ram side. It it seems like Puka Nakua has the slightly better matchup in this spot. uh, According to our data, I looked into it. uh, Nakua is running. He's been a little stronger against man to man coverage. Saints are still playing man on 35% of their coverage snaps, even without um, um, Marshawn Lattimore on the field, but Cooper cup, this is such a good spot for him, man. Uh, Saints are really strong against perimeter receivers by scheme, but they're giving him the 13th. Most uh, fantasy points per game to slot receivers on a schedule adjusted basis cups been in the slot 53 of his routes over the last three weeks it is he's kind of like gotten his connection back with stafford uh we'll talk prize picks and underdog in a little bit uh, i can't bet prize picks here in colorado but i i can look at it through uh, scores and odds and the aggregators and cups uh prop is like 68 and a half man i, yeah, I, would I slam i've the, already bet the, the yeah couple. i slammed slammed crystal the
1: Lobby's back. at 51 and a half and i just i just put in a big Ooh. bet on that because that it's only on Fanduel currently that is gonna go up without question oh my uh, goodness as, as yeah. thursday gets closer so if you want to gram, i'll log into your fan yeah and, i will <laughs> i just
2: i just did that because that is
1: way too low for crystal lobby
2: i didn't see uh who, who Shaheed um, I wanted Shahid. yeah I like Shaheed in this spot I we'll we'll probably get Shahid props a little later than if they got a lobby out 51 and a half is really really low yeah, um I, I don't think I see a Shaheed prop yet, yeah 51
1: and a half or Crystal Lavi is, is way too low. Just if any of those air yards turn into realized yards, he's going to be crushing it. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm crushing <laughs> Unfortunately, this Brett, I can't feed my family on air yards or XFP. It's it's unfortunate, but. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we need real yards and actual
1: <laughs> fantasy points are much better. Uh, all right, so there's uh, one quick tool we wanted to look at. Uh, the other one, Jake wanted to talk about what's been happening since week seven. He's got some little trinkets for us. Uh, you know, I think as we get later in the season, we want to see what teams are at, you know, weeks one through four, even, you know, those don't really matter as much. So I like Jake's idea looking at what's happened recently. Uh, what do you want to point out here?
3: Yeah, so this is our situational run pass report. This is just a really great tool to figure out, you know, what teams are running or throwing the ball in various situations. First down, the red zone, later in the game. I think it's a great tool to pair along with our snaps report tool, which shows individual players, how many snaps they're playing, you know, in the red zone, uh, third down, what have you. Um, but really what I just wanted to point out here, which I think is absurd and it keeps happening. The New York jets are one of the most pass happy teams in the NFL. And this just makes absolutely no sense. Their quarterback situation is a complete disaster. And yet since week seven, you know, overall, you can see they're the most pass happy team that may be influenced probably significantly by negative game script. Even in neutral situations, they have the third highest pass rate and they have easily the highest red zone pass rate. I mean, I can't really understand why New York is throwing the ball so often in the red zone when they have Brees Hall and they have Zach Wilson. It just it doesn't make any sense. Mind-blowing stuff. But this is a tool that I don't think we've shown on the show before. And it is just ridiculously helpful for uh, for props, touchdown props, fantasy stuff, what have you.
1: Yeah, commanders, yeah, this... they, they need more uh, Jacoby Brissett, less Sam Howell, correct?
3: <laughs> yeah, it looks oh, like, man.
2: It. <laughs> yeah. Well, Rivera said that, you know, how still their guy, but man, I, that was, that was pretty brutal against the Rams. Uh, Jake, I, I know why the jets are so pass heavy in the red zone. Oh. Their, their offensive coordinator is Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, you may have heard of this guy. He's, he's, you know, he struggled a little bit and <laughs> in, uh, in pass stops just, just, just to put it lightly. He struggled cool. slightly. Um, man, that's, that's absolutely, br- that's an absolutely wild stat that they're that Pass heavy. I know. I, I, I keep offensive line is it, uh, awful, but holy hell, that's. that's I keep wild.
3: expecting them to turn run heavy, and it just it keeps happening week after week. Well, the Hall
2: has been
1: absolutely horrific on the ground. Yeah. I don't know if it's because yeah. teams aren't giving him any respect at all, but it has not worked out on him in the run game. Basically, except for maybe one or two games this year, it just has, has not worked out for them. But we always like digging into the data a little bit more over at Fantasy Points behind the scenes. This is what Graham, Jake, uh Scott, everyone. Over there uses all this stuff. I use all this stuff uh, specifically with props uh, and for DFS. Uh, go check it out. Uh, anything, anything free this week? Let me take a look at the dashboard. or you guys, you guys, nothing's free anymore. Nothing's oh, ba- free. basic. We've given you guys enough for free. <laughs> yeah,
2: there's
1: there's a there's a couple basic things for free, but it's uh, one of the cheaper things. Uh, you know, if you're playing DFS or even prop betting, literally one fifty dollar prop, and you're you've got your your payment for this made up for the year that that something's worked out in your favor so uh thanks again guys for for making all this and uh we love showing it to all the people on the show Uh, all right let's get to our betting segment here but before i do i need to tell you guys about our props and pick them package uh you can check it out at roto grinders the experts at the roto grinders projections team take our premium stats and comb through the market for any inefficiencies Using our model, you can easily see which lines are off, where to find them, how likely the prop will hit based on our tool, and you can check out the link in our description for more info. Uh, Great for those of you who might just have underdog or prize picks or the fantasy pick sites, or those that just like hammering props 24-7, especially for an NFL Sunday. Uh, The scores and odds is absolutely littered with it. That comes into it. You can get the package on that uh, amazing little thing. And speaking of scores and odds, Let's get right to my stand of the week, because this is basically my best prop that uh, I think I've seen so far. That Chris Olave number was good, Uh, but Cooper Cup, to get a touchdown, this is what I, he had 22 touchdowns in 2021. Now, that was a couple of years ago, right? Uh, But he's got a touchdown in three straight games right now, and I have absolutely no idea why this is plus 140 right now. Maybe because they're giving Kyron Williams too good of a shot to get a touchdown. I wrote this up last week. But Cup's getting the targets. He's getting in the end zone. And Jake, earlier in the show, you said they left them wide open. That I'm okay with that. That counts for me in the touchdown. That counts for me in the yardages. And this, the, I think why we're getting this is the Saints have only allowed eight touchdowns to wide receivers this year, which is the second lowest in the league. The Jets have only allowed four touchdowns to wide receivers this year. Uh, the Saints – but the Saints, I swear, you go, go look at their schedule and look at who, who the quarterbacks were – and then look at which wide receivers were injured. I mean, you have to go like way back in the season to find anybody that's even remotely good in any matchup that they faced against. I think it's more the match the matchups they've had and their easy schedule than them having some sort of magical ability to keep wide receivers out of the end zone. Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford's too good. Cooper Cup to get a touchdown plus one forty uh, is my prop of the week. Uh, I'll give one more prop, too. I normally come with the spreads and and money lines. I have a money line parlay for you guys. Uh, I don't really like the betting board this week. I haven't bet too much. I want to wait on weather. I want to wait on some of the injury situations. But the other thing I was on is Alvin Kamara is at 49 and a half rush yards. And this just looks a little bit too low. I know you were talking about some of the passing prop overs, Graham. But Kamara at 49 and a half. He's only not gone over this in two games this year. And I think Kendra Miller is going to come back but I don't really see them leaning on Kendry Miller. It's a must-win game for basically both teams here. This could be an Alvin Kamara game against the Rams. 49 and a half is just a, way too low for him. If I was setting the line, I'd probably put it closer to like 55, 56 and a half, something like that. He out-touched uh, or out-carried Jamal Williams 16 to 8 uh, in a game. They were even leading most of the game. I'm not really too concerned about that. So Kamara over 49 and a half cup to score a touchdown. That's plus 140. Uh, if you have bet three sixty five, it was plus one forty on Fanduel earlier. Uh, Fanduel currently has the best odds at plus one thirty five on on Cooper Cup. So there's one. I'll give you a money line parlay in just a minute, uh, Graham. Other than that Olave bet, uh, I followed you in on that. What else are you looking at?
2: Yeah, love love that cup bet. I was just actually looking at some of the um, data we have. So like, if you split out by where receivers align the saints have only given up 10 touchdowns this year seven of those have come through the slot though so really really sharp for cup plus 140 i'm gonna i'm gonna join you on that one uh my favorite play of the week maybe one of my favorite bets of the season is james cook over 21 and a half receiving yards this is you can get this at 20 and a half at prize picks uh but 21 and a half over for cook uh absolutely put a huge bet on this a couple hours ago cook has gone over this total in four straight games with the uh play caller change there in buffalo going to joe brady and you know, I, don't, I don't think too much has really changed with this offense besides them getting James Cook involved in every shape or form, and especially in the receiving game. He has 211 receiving yards on 19 targets over the last four weeks. He's averaging 53 receiving yards per game, and the Chargers might have the slowest linebacking group in the NFL. They're giving up the second most receiving yards per game to opposing backs at 48 and a half. Uh, I was I think this should be closer to like twenty-nine and a half, maybe thirty and a half, given his role. And I mean, he's kind of like an already like an Alvin Kamara, Austin Eckler type player. And you know, those are you know constantly in the high 20s. So uh 21 and a half over for cook at pretty much every major sports book, 20 and a half has got books. it up to 30.
1: Everyone else is saying yeah, 21. This is I, crazy. I'm gonna I'm gonna have yeah. to go get this on on uh looks like Caesars is gonna be my best book right now.
2: Yeah, FanDuel FanDuel has the sharpest line. I just refreshed that like three months ago and I was, I was surprised because FanDuel usually line. does not have the sharpest lines early in early in the week.
1: No, they all just copy each other early in the week and then yeah. some of them move around. But uh surprised to see that. I'm gonna follow you in on that one. We're just all let's all everyone will just all hold hands and cross the finish line and win all of our bets this week. Love it. Uh so that was your stand from earlier when you were talking
2: about it. You have anything else you're looking at? Uh yeah, I'm I played a little parlay two and a half on Rams to win by two and a half bills by two and a half at minus minus one twelve at DK, just kind of echoing some of the themes we've been talking about throughout the show, just on, you know, on Rams. I kind of like them at four. It's okay. I played it down to two and a half just to get the field goal. I think they're, the much better side than the Saints. Stafford's just rolling. And then Bill's two and a half is just like an absolute lock. You know, they're the lock of the week. Uh, they're getting 12, you know, just again playing it down, getting the minus 112 for the two team parlay. I'm with you. I I really don't like this betting board this week. Um, last couple of weeks have been pretty strong for us, I feel like, but this is a really, really tight week. Books have some some sharp lines out there. Um, Brett, what's your take? I, I guess we're not gonna get Lawrence, right? Bucks are, you know, getting one. What do you think? What do you think this line would be if we knew Lawrence were in?
1: I think it was like plus. I think it was Jacksonville like minus one or minus two. Yeah. And then uh, the concussion sense. happened. And it's kind of moved to that. I don't know. I think late in the season, they're more apt to like. It would not surprise me if Trevor Lawrence played. It wouldn't surprise me if Michael Pittman played. Yeah. The, the playoffs are on the line. The con- the concussion stuff's going to go out the window a little bit if you ask me. But I don't. I don't know. We'll have to see how stingy the NFL is, and truthfully, how how the players feel about the situation as well. So. Uh, All right, so those couple bets from Graham. Jake, what are you looking at?
3: Yeah, so Taylor Graham on the James Cook over 21.5 receiving yards bet. I'm, I'm with him. I think this is one of the best prop lines we've seen all year. And then I also got Deontay Johnson over 41.5 receiving yards. I think the true line here is closer to 45 or 46. He's gone over 41 in seven of his 10 games this year, including both Mitch Trubisky starts. He easily leads the team with a 43% air yardage share with Mitch Trubisky under center. And Cincinnati is a strong on paper and schematic matchup for opposing outside wide receivers. I mean, just looking through uh, some of our coverage tools, this is a really good spot for Deontay Johnson. So really like his prop this week, as gross as it is to bet on anyone involved in the Steelers offense.
1: Yeah. I think we're getting talk about a Christmas special. We're going to get Mason Rudolph in, in this game. I believe, do we have any, I'd have to go back and like, look, look at that. Do we have any stats from way back when of him having anything with Mason Rudolph at at quarterback here I still agree 41 and a half for Deontay Johnson I don't think that's quarterback it just seems like Trubisky to to Rudolph I don't know a a lateral move it could be better that's why they're possibly making the move it It seems it seems too low and I was on Deontay Johnson last week in a lot of my props that I tied to that Stafford combination we were on uh and it it got lower I mean I'm certainly fine going after Deontay Johnson
3: yeah, especially in a game where you know Cincinnati's probably going to get out to a lead here, um, you know, like it with if we assume negative game script. But yeah, it's it's a great bet either way.
1: Yeah, I like. I'm going to follow you in on that one too. Uh, my money line parlay is I'm going to take uh, burn me last week. I, I'm just I'm very anti Panthers. They, they had they had no reason to win that game other than of course the Falcons having multiple absolutely hideous turnovers and in, in bad weather. Uh, we're going with the Packers in this one. The weather looks. Uh, like it should be much better than, than last week. And uh, I don't think the Packers are an amazing team, but they are miles, miles ahead, better than the Panthers. And even going on the road, I think you can get that as a nice money line. And I don't know, am I sticking my neck out? Cause I am, I'm on the 49ers without question on the money line here. I think you could probably take the spread, the spread. The, if you bet this on, I think it was like Sunday before the games played. I think it was at three. Now it's at five and a half. So it's it's gotten a little longer on that, but I still think the 49ers should win. They are just, they are by far the most complete team in the league. You pair those two Packers and 49ers together. Uh, you get it. Uh, what did I get? Plus 107 on DraftKings right before the show. Uh, so that's a, a little bit money line parlay. I won the the Rams, Browns. Uh, I don't know how the Bears lost that game, but I'm okay with it because the, the, the Browns money line I was on ended up coming through here. I dropped Hail Mary. Uh, A dropped bomb from Cole Komet. uh, Joe Flacco going bananas at the end of the game to get him there. And the the Browns pulled that off. So the Moneyline Parlay worked last week. Going to go back to it this week with the 49ers and the Packers. Uh, All right. So that's basically uh, the sports betting segment. We always like to get some fantasy pick them too. How could we not after Underdog treated us so well last week? And Jake, I'm going to let you go first on this because I saw this. And we're basically doing what we did last week with correlation, but we're moving it over to prize picks. I think like this is an amazing play that you put together here, all correlated. Uh, why don't you talk about what you're doing?
3: Yeah, I was a little surprised to see. Underdog typically wouldn't list multiple pass catchers from the same team early in the week. Prize picks does. Makes me wish I had a little more action over on prize picks earlier in the season, but I think this is a really strong play here. Joe Flacco over 242 and a half passing yards. Combine that with David Njoku over 49 and a half receiving yards and Amari Cooper over 62 and a half receiving yards. We all know the Browns pass offense has been absolutely cooking as of late. And all three of Joe Flacco, David Njoku and Amari Cooper, Pop is having strong schedule adjusted matchups against Houston. Hopefully we get CJ Stroud. I do think that would help this a bit, but either way, these props are too low, especially when you can correlate them together. Um prize picks also has the lowest line out there for James Cook receiving yards at just twenty and a half so love adding that on to pretty much any ticket i make and then i'm completing the pick six here with baker mayfield over 229 and a half and mike evans over 63 and a half receiving yards Uh, both mayfield and evans have strong on paper matchups and this is you know a pass funnel battle between tampa bay and jacksonville this game could uh, be pretty high paced here plus baker mayfield's coming off by far his best passing game of the season
1: baker mayfield's gonna be their what, what did I hear? Uh, I heard this again today. They're, they're either going to franchise him and he'll make more than Patrick Mahomes or they'll sign him to like a four-year contract that he definitely won't be worth it. But that's what Baker Mayfield has played himself into, uh, especially after that nice comeback victory. If they can pull this one out, I mean, they've, they've got a, a pretty good shot at the playoffs. don't think they'll make much noise once they get into the playoffs. Maybe one, the NFC is not really too strong. Um, but I don't know, Graham, do you think, think Baker deserves to be uh, a quarterback starting caliber in the league for the next two years, pretty much unquestioned.
2: It's interesting. So I, I was, you know, Baker obviously like got no money from the bucks. I was, you know, reading about it, about the bucks and, you know, they're kind of what their plans are for next year. You know, they got to pay Mike Evans, probably they're probably going to pay Mike Evans after this season. I don't know if they could let him go after the season. And then, you know, the article switched into like, well, what would the contract look like for Baker? And I mean, we just saw like absurd, absurd money thrown to Daniel Jones. I, I think he's, de- you know, I think he's deserving of another year, but you know, with the going rate at quarterback, it's going to be really interesting to see what they bring him back at. Uh, I have Sean to imagine Watson,
1: Daniel Jones. They have just, they have just,
2: bro- they broke totally the
1: destroyed their teams with the contracts they got. Yeah,
2: And they broke the market too. I mean, we'll, we'll probably see some level of boomerang effect come back. Um, maybe we'll see it with Mayfield steel specifically, but you know, I mean, it would make way too much sense for Jason light and the bucks to bring him back. I mean, you know, they're probably gonna win the NFC South. They're in a really good spot right now. I mean, especially with the Falcons fading and they don't have a quarterback. Um, you know, saints are in a must win game here against the Rams. So they're, they're in a really good spot. That's for sure.
1: All right. So I'm going to go, I'm gonna, I'm going to give our boys underdog some credit here because they posted a, a couple of numbers that I'm very much interested in. I think maybe you can even get these, let me quadruple check uh, and let's see here. So my first one for sure is Kamara over 49 and a half rush yards. I gave that to you on the prop. You can get that on both uh, any of the fantasy pick'em sites. sites. Uh, I believe it's underdog that has a Darren Waller line at 33 and a half yards. And I just think that's a little too low for Darren Waller. That is on underdog currently here. So that is, if you're over there, that's my favorite number currently uh, on, on anything that's over on underdog. And if you're not doing a correlated play uh well actually underdog can't do the correlated plays anymore so the darren waller line against philadelphia they've been giving up to wide receivers darren waller is but very clearly they're the the top option in whatever tommy devito is doing in the passing game and 33 and a half yards is way 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 too low that's basically um i don't know what's that going to come out on books, like 40 something
2: I would imagine, 30s. Yeah, I would imagine 38 and a half might be their first number. I mean 33 and a half is like that's what we've been you know seeing for just yeah, like when, you, when you get days these low numbers, <laughs>
1: getting five to ten yard advantages is, is really, really huge. So absolutely love the Darren Waller number uh over on underdog. And I'm pairing that with uh I, I know you liked Mostert for, for the Dolphins. And if this game against Dallas, how, how is Miami not gonna want to try to just jam Raheem Mostert? 20 times into this Dallas defense he's sitting at 55 yards it's a little higher on price picks but uh that's a nice combo specifically him with Waller and you guys both like that uh Cook receiving yards go throw that in you get a nice little three pick for a 6x over on underdog I think that looks pretty juicy but the Waller number my favorite you guys like the Cook one I'm in on with you on that one uh Mostert 55 and a half uh, I was on cup two, Graham. I see you're on that with your cook at 68 and a half. I think they jumped it up to 69 and a half. I was looking to get some more cup action. I'm not afraid of one yard. Uh so I think I would still play it at, let's see here, six. No, oh, it's at 68 and a half. Uh I, I think that's a, a really nice number for cup. I'm on the touchdown prop. He's healthy. Five and a half receptions. He's getting like eight a game right now. That's too low. Any any number on the board on cup looks really good to me.
2: Yeah, I actually just saw the the books just jumped uh, Cup and Nakua's numbers. So uh, this would this is if you're listening live or you're listening tonight, it's probably uh, the best that was time was me free show right hitting now. all of those. It, it definitely was me moving the lines. <laughs> We're yeah, moving the $500, lines right now. <laughs>
1: Five hundred dollars isn't going to do it, but maybe there's other people out there doing the same thing. So uh, all right, so that's going to cover it. Really like Jake's uh, correlated play. I love the Cook call. I'm going to get on my get get on that myself. And I urge you if you're playing anything on underdog. That Darren Waller number will not be there. I don't know tomorrow, tomorrow evening, Wednesday night, or anything. That's going to get juiced up uh, pretty quickly, in my opinion. Uh, that's going to do it for the week. What is a 16 show? We got three weeks left. We're in the home stretch. We'll be coming through uh, all the way through the regular season. Maybe a playoff show, maybe two. We'll see how that goes. We'll we'll get in touch with once the playoffs are going. But love doing the show. Love the tools over at Fantasy Points. Uh, happy to have Graham and Jake. Uh, Both here for this one, guys. It's been fun. For Jake and Graham, I'm Brent. Thanks for watching, and we out you.